I have so many different tools and techniques that I want you to try and to really integrate into your life so that you can be well. And I think that's so important because it's only when you're well can you do your most important work in life, which is to share your gifts and to help make the world a better place. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Seek the Joy podcast. Happy Seek the Joy Tuesday. I'm your host, Sydney Weiss, and on the podcast today, I'm really excited to share with you my conversation with Dr. Cindy Sai. She is a board-certified physician, best-selling author, mindfulness teacher, speaker, and life coach who is committed to helping high achievers live their best life with ease. And I so enjoyed this conversation with Cindy, and she really speaks from experience. She's a high achiever. She's a perfectionist. She's someone who has lived her whole life, I think, working towards having an impact and she knows what it means to be burned out and to be overwhelmed and to be in a space where you feel stuck. And so she created the success story method. And we talk all about that method in today's new episode. It has three pillars, calm, confidence, and curiosity. And you'll hear us dive into each of those pillars. But what I really enjoyed the most was our conversation, I think about redefining our inner critic and changing that inner voice. And so much of it just goes back to developing a mindfulness practice for ourselves. And so often we are conditioned to look outside of ourselves for the answers. And so this conversation really dives into how to develop self-trust and have this ability to look within. She shares throughout the conversation, different tips and strategies for building up your confidence and regulating this fear response that comes with trying to stay calm. And then we dive into curiosity and what that means. And so much of it is about connecting to fun and joy for yourself and really allowing yourself to explore the things that I think you love to do as a kid. So I just so enjoyed this conversation with Cindy. I think it is filled with pearls and nuggets of wisdom. Her experience as a physician and life coach is really invaluable. And she just came out with a new book. It's called So Much Better, Life-Changing Strategies to Develop Calm, Confidence, and Curiosity to Become Your Own Inspiring Success Story. And I just so enjoyed hearing about how Cindy has become her own inspiring success story too. Now more than ever, I just think it's so important that we have reliable resources that we can turn to. And that's where today's sponsor, BetterHelp, comes in. So I would love to share with you a little bit more about BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And it's easy and free to change counselors if you don't think the person you've matched with is a good fit. And no matter where you're listening to Seek the Joy podcast right now, you can also use BetterHelp because the service is available for people worldwide too. I just think it's so valuable to talk to someone about what it is that you're going through, whether that's anxiety, depression, grief, loss, changes at work, or friendship dynamics or relationships, or you want to talk about the challenges of the last couple of years. And BetterHelp offers a broad range of expertise in their counselor network. So you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions too, which I still think is a game changer. 
I really want you to live a happier, more joyful, and just ease-filled life. That's why I share these conversations with you. And so I'm just excited to share that as a listener of Seek the Joy podcast, you will get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash seekthejoy. Join over 1 million people and counting taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash seek the joy. The link will also be included in our show notes. I think the timing of this conversation with Cindy is, is really amazing too, because over the last several years, we've all been under so much stress, this like sense of chronic stress and its impact on the body. And there's so much that we can do to help ourselves. And a lot of it comes down to regulating our own fear response, recognizing that we're not in the jungle being chased by a tiger, but we've got real life stressors here today too. And then it's about rewiring this programming that we have for ourselves to develop greater confidence and then being curious to connect with your own inner wisdom. So as always, I cannot wait to hear what you think about this one. Make sure to join the conversation on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. And if you're enjoying the podcast, hit follow, hit subscribe, share this episode with a friend. Um, What else? Oh, Cindy has a TED Talk coming out at the end of September. So make sure to follow her. Uh, to tune in once that goes live. And uh, I'm just excited to share this with you. So without further ado, let's dive into this one, Becoming Your Own Inspiring Success Story with Dr. Cindy Sai. Cindy, I am so excited to have you on the podcast. I know you just came out with a new book, Congratulations. It's called So Much Better Life-Changing Strategies to Develop Calm, Confidence, and Curiosity to Become Your Own Inspiring Success Story. So you know I have to start this out by asking, how did you become your own success story? Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So I think for me, I've always been this high achiever and perfectionist ever since I was young. Mm. And I worked super hard. I was focused on becoming a physician because that was really how I wanted to help people. You know, I was always very health conscious and really wanted to be healthy and well and help others do the same. And so for me, I worked really hard going to all the top schools and training and essentially checked off all the boxes, Mm -hmm. right? And doing Mm -hmm. all the right things. And yes, I'm very grateful that everything went smoothly. I was working as a primary care physician. Um, I was a medical director and on the surface, everything looked great. Right. Mm. And, um, I, but I got sick along the way. Um, I burnt out. Um, and so I think those moments really helped me pause and reflect and think about what is really important to you, right? Like what's your, what's going to be really fulfilling and, and fill you up and make you happy and be joyful and and bring all of that into your every day. And so in my own journey of reflection, um, coming into contact with things and tools like mindfulness and coaching and all these other practices um, really allowed me to better align with who I am um, at the core. And I think when you really come into contact and reconnect with that part of you, 
that's when you really, you're inspired, you're excited, and all these things almost like fall into place in a sense. And um, so it inspired me to transition into coaching, into integrated medicine, um, into being a speaker and all of these things. Mm. And it's been just such a wonderful journey. And I'm really excited to, to be able to share this. I so appreciate what you shared because I think so many of us, myself included, can really resonate with what you said of, I was always a high achiever. I was a perfectionist. This is who I am. And I always wanted, I love what you said that you always wanted to have a, an impact, but inevitably through that journey of, of striving for that impact, you negatively had an impact on yourself and your own life. And I'm curious were there any questions or things that you asked yourself to really help you figure out this at this point in time in your life where you were burned out, you sounds like you were burned out, maybe a little unfulfilled, like just didn't feel like you were in the place that you were supposed to be. Were there any questions or, or things that you asked yourself to help you navigate that time? Cause I think yeah. it's one thing to feel that way, but it's another to fully recognize it for yourself. Yeah, I think um, along the way, um, really starting to slow down and pay attention to how I was talking to myself, how I was talking to other people. You know, I think one thing I really remember is, um, I guess, complaining in a sense to people around me about how stuck I felt. You know, I was like, oh, you know, I can't change this. I can't do this. And, and I, I see this in a lot of physicians. Also, I work with a lot of physicians and also other professionals who've had to go through a lot of training, right? They're like, oh, I already spent so many years studying and, you know, going through all the, all the school and training and rotations to get here. And to your point, it's like we almost get fixated on this identity, like it's so, it's such a big part of us mm -hmm. that we feel like we can't change. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's about really recognizing, coming back to yourself, right? Bringing the attention back to yourself and having these gentle, kind, compassionate conversations with yourself with a lens of openness and curiosity and to understand like, hey, what's going on? right? Like, why, why am I feeling this way? Why am I saying I'm stuck? And I think when you're in the midst of it, it's really hard to see anything else, mm -hmm. right? It's mm -hmm. like, it's like, yeah, of course I'm stuck. There are no other options. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I don't know what else to do. This is what I've been focused on all, you know, for like most of my life, there are no other options. And you kind of get into that kind of that trap in a sense and so that's why it is so helpful to work with other people, to have mentors, to just like have a space to talk about this. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times, you know, and I'm so glad with Brene Brown, the talk of vulnerability and all these things, right? Just how important it is to really be present and acknowledge what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. and definitely, like, definitely self-compassion, yeah. all of these things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it's just recognizing that you are stuck, like having that moment mm -hmm. of awareness and that moment to say, oh, that is actually how I feel. Because sometimes I think we run so heavily on autopilot that we don't even recognize that, oh, wait, 
this is this is the feeling I have. This is the emotion I have. This is where I am in this moment. So even just having, I think, that level of awareness is tied so heavily to practicing mindfulness for yourself. And I think having a, a mindfulness practice, which can look like so many different things. And I know that this is something that you talk about in the book because my impression of what I've, you know, like seen so far with your new book is you talk about, okay, like they're almost like these three pillars, right? Like calm, confidence, and curiosity. And this element of calm for me as I was doing my due diligence ahead of this, of this conversation is it's about developing this mindfulness practice for yourself, recognizing when you're stuck and maybe a little bit of it is um, what you said earlier about pausing and being more open. And I was wondering if we could talk a little bit more about that because, so I don't know about you, but I've got like this, this voice in my head all the time. That's like, no, you can't do that thing. What are you, who yes. do you think you're fooling? The imposter syndrome is real. Like it's so real. We talk about it on the podcast all the time. And so I'm curious what that has been like for you or, or if there's advice or tips or strategies that you can share um, with with whomever is listening today about how we can start to, I think, calm that inner, mm-hmm. inner, inner voice so that we can remain Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up. So I'm happy to talk a little bit more about the three pillars and basically- okay, cool. The three pillars are calm, confidence, and curiosity. And all three components make up the inspiring success story method that I created and outlined in the book. And so the first pillar, calm, is really about regulating your nervous system so that you can be grounded and secure. And so you probably have heard and know that our brains are wired for survival. Mm -hmm. It's constantly scanning for threats. And when people hear this, they're like, well, what do you mean threats, right? But Mm -hmm. the threats today are very different from thousands of years ago. Like, Yeah, hopefully we're not running away from like a tiger in the jungle or something. But we've got probably the modern day equivalent, which is the email that has to go out by 5 p.m. or the deadline or the surgery or, yeah, or whatever it might be. Or a mm-hmm. raise or yes. like going on a first date with someone you just, you know, you met mm-hmm. online, right? Mm-hmm. Like all these things. And yes. so um, that, you know, those, those threats are, you know, basically turn on this sympathetic nervous system And then that causes a lot of stress, tension, anxiety, poor sleep, and all these things. And so it's really a reminder that our mind and our bodies are are connected, Mm -hmm. like they're not separate. Mm -hmm. And so um, calm is about really learning to retrain the nervous system so that you can be grounded, right? You can recognize when you're being activated and stressed, and then learning techniques to calm your system down which is usually through activating your parasympathetic nervous system to counter that. So, you know, techniques like breathing and and all those things to help you get into your body um, Mm. is helpful for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. What you just said, we have to take a pause real quick. What you said about getting into your body is huge because I recently had a conversation with a friend. Her name is um, Kelsey Abbott. She She's the host of the Find Your Awesome podcast. And we were talking and I was telling her how I just get stuck in my head. 
like all the time. Like I'm just stuck up there. And she said, yeah. And of course you start to doubt yourself because you're not in your body. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so true. If you can do something, whether it's breathing, meditation, um, reading, taking a walk, doing something that allows you to get back into your body, it's amazing that sense of sort of um, calm that you begin to experience because you you start to become more in touch with yourself. So I think it's so interesting, this like inner critic that comes up or um, being self, like judging ourselves. So much of it sometimes comes because we're not allowing ourselves to be present, be in the body. We're stuck in our heads. We're stuck somewhere else. So I just had to hit pause on what you just said, because I think it's so, it's so relevant and it's so true. And when you have so much stimulation around you and coming at you, it's even more challenging to get back into your body. Absolutely. I mean, our world today is constantly going. We receive Mm -hmm. like so much information, like coming at us at all times, right? All the time. (laughs) Like if, even if you think about like when you're just out walking to like on a commute or somewhere, all the other people, the sounds on the street, your phone's buzzing, your phone's ringing, you're looking at your Instagram, um, the traffic likes like, there's so much Right now, someone just honked the horn outside. Like, there's so much going on all I feel like the we time. Take a breath right now, <laughs> I'm down. I'm down because it's so true. You know, like there's just so much stimulation all the time. Yeah. Well, um, I definitely want to share a couple of tools, but the but the simplest thing, ta- just talking about the breath. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites is called the cleansing breath, and this is where you simply take an inhale through your nose, and then you exhale through an open mouth. <sighs> releasing any stress or tension you're holding on to Mm. and I mean that took like two seconds two seconds but I think it goes to show that we have tools at our disposal we just need to remind ourselves of them and it's not something you have to go out and look for Mm -hmm. like the the practice of breathing taking that mindful cleansing breath you, you have at your disposal all the time Yeah. And I think part of the overstimulation is sometimes we forget we have those tools. Like, I don't know, like, I'm sure, I'm sure there's someone out there that can relate to this. I used to hold my breath all the time, Mm -hmm. like all the time. And then someone said to me, are you breathing? (laughs) Like straight up someone said, are you breathing? And I said, oh no, not really. Wait, hold on. And I realized because I was carrying so much stress in my body and I was so somewhere else, I wasn't breathing. So having, reminding yourself, you have those tools at your disposal, huge, huge. And really just from a physiological perspective, the reason breathing can be so helpful and also deep breaths, especially Mm -hmm. is because when I mentioned the um, sympathetic nervous system, and then it's counterpart, the parasympathetic system, parasympathetic nervous system. Um, there's one main nerve in our bodies called the vagus nerve that helps to regulate and activate that parasympathetic relaxation response. And so the nerve kind of, you know, runs through, you know, from kind of the head into the chest. And so when we take a deep breath, when we're expanding our rib cage, it can stimulate the vagus nerve as it goes through the chest. Mm. And so that's why, you know, a lot of times, when we're tense, when we're stressed, the breath gets shallow, right? And then we kind of take these very short breaths that you were mentioning, people might think we're not breathing Mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But every time you kind of take that pause and just take a couple seconds to breathe and really feel 
that oxygen coming in, feeling your chest expand, you're activating that parasympathetic system through the vagus nerve. So that is something that hopefully will be helpful to remember. I think it will be. And it's so interesting as you talk about the tool of using our breath. And if you think about for a moment, I think the impact that just breathing and allowing yourself to, to breathe can have, I think, on just boosting your well-being in general and allowing yourself to be more present and engage. You know, part of that for me too, as I think about that, is these are tools to help boost your self-trust, boost your self-confidence, remind yourself that we have these tools like within that they're at our disposal. Cause I don't know about you, but I think so often we look outside of ourselves for assistance, guidance, mm-hmm. validation, mm-hmm. all the things. And so I'm curious, um, well, that's probably a really good segue for yeah. me to talk about confidence. Please, because that's where I was—that's where I was trying to mentally get to—is because I think there's such an interesting bridge between calm and confidence when you look at, you know, viewing the world as I've got my own back versus can you please reassure me? You know, it's like yeah. a—it's to- a total flip of um, flip of a Absolutely. switch. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So when I when I talk about the confidence pillar, I am focused on helping people develop a strong sense of self-belief. Mm-hmm. And this is really when you actually unlearn the old programming and rewire your brain. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at, you're, we're examining, we're letting go of old thought patterns, beliefs, and we're actively creating new ones that bring you to success, to your ideal, to your joy and ease and all of that. Mm-hmm. And as we've seen in the research with neuroplasticity, this idea that brain cells can constantly regenerate and make new pathways to strengthen like thoughts, beliefs, and habits. It's like, you know, when you go work out, you're, you're building muscle, right? Like you don't get um, toned arms just from doing one rep. But how great would it be if we could? Come on, like it would be so great if we could, but it's true. Like it takes practice and repetition and, you know, working those muscles. But damn, it would be so great if we could just go, (laughs) oh, I have self-confidence. Oh, I'm super toned. Oh, you know what I mean? But that's not how life works. It's all about the lessons, you know, and everything that comes to help build, build on that confidence for you over time. But it's a process, but it's not, you know, I think the important thing is to remember that every little bit counts. Yes. Right. And so it's remembering like, okay, you know, it's not getting frustrated when you you kind of hear that inner critic voice again. You're like, oh, okay, right? This this inner critic has been with you for how many years, right? Decades, whatever. And then to suddenly bring that lens of compassion, like, you know, it's going to take a little bit of practice and, and time, it is. But, it's, but it's not going to take decades, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, it doesn't take as much time to unlearn it, but it's just being intentional about mm-hmm. it. And um, I think, you know, to your point, I really see this a lot where we have a tendency to look external, right, Mm -hmm. for all of these things. And I always like to say that um, just even think about it, right? Like if you're always thinking about, okay, that job, that car, that vacation, the bags, like whatever it is, thinking that that's going to be the key to being happy, to your joy, to all the things. Yeah. But do you really have control over any of those things? No. Right? And that's no. all external. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the solution, the key is really to start from the inside out. Mm-hmm. 
Right. I'm curious about that though. Like how do you start from the inside out? Like are there tips or tools or strategies or I know the book probably goes into it, but is there one that maybe you can share? Because I think that's what it is. It's it's confidence evolves over time. And I love what you said that it really all comes down to being intentional and to your intention. But how do we how do we start to build that muscle? Is there like um is there a good place to start maybe? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think one of the um most helpful ways for me personally is through thought work and coaching. And it's really about really paying attention to your thoughts and your internal language. Mm -hmm. And so a very simple tool to just start is even just something I call a thought download, where you just take five, a piece of paper, five minutes at a timer, and just allow yourself to write mm. everything that comes you know, anything that's in your brain and to write it without filter. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think when the time is up, it'll be really interesting to just see what's going on in your head. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, it, because it really comes down to awareness, right? We can't change what we don't know. And we could like all day put up this front of like, okay, I'm really confident. I know what I'm doing, but if internally there's a mismatch, it's going to be a struggle and it's going to be really hard, right? Like it's almost like you're just, um, it's not sustainable, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So the point is really to help you align internally um, so that what you give off and radiate is, is just that sense of confidence and being in that state of like trusting full belief, like having your own back mm -hmm. I think is just such a use and such an important skill that I wish we were all taught in yeah, school. Me too. I wish there were so many things we were taught in school. Right? Developing self-confidence, how to do my taxes. Like there are just like, we spend all this time learning how to use a recorder and <laughs> like things that I don't even do. And now I'm as in a, you know, full, we're full blown adults here. And I'm like still Googling like things that we should have learned in in school. But I think what's so interesting, I love this tip about doing sort of a brain dump and putting everything on a piece of paper. Um, when someone is done with those five minutes, do you recommend that they read what they've written down, that they kind of close the book and walk away? Because I think it can be so tempting then to spend time sort of revisiting that that brain dump. I'm curious mm -hmm. what you what you do for yourself. Yeah. Well, so there are different ways to, to, um, work with this. So I think that if you're doing a brain dump for the purpose of really just, um, for just being increasing your awareness, mm -hmm. I think it can be helpful to quickly scan the, you know, what you wrote down, but not to the point of like being super nitpicky of, Oh my gosh, I made a spelling mistake or whatever, but just a general theme an assessment of like, oh, how interesting. I wrote that like, this will never work or I'm mm -hmm. so, oh, there's so much to do. I wrote that kept coming up like five times. That's probably a sign. Something to look at. You know, something going on, mm -hmm. right? Like that I think is a more helpful, productive way to use it as opposed to, and really developing that sense of, so I think when you're, if you are going to go back to look at it, you also want to make sure you're in a good space yourself. And by that, I mean, take, pretend that you're an observer, mm -hmm. like you're a third person, 
like coming in, you're looking at this piece of paper to be like, oh, let's see what's on there, right? And being open and curious to see how like, oh, what what's coming up? What's going on? As opposed to a lot of times, you know, when we don't set that intention, we tend to just kind of get sucked in and be like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to do this. I suck, <laughs> right? Like and get into that negative spiral, which isn't helpful. Right. Yeah. Right? I think that's so true. It's about what is the intention behind doing sort of that brain dump on the page and then sort of a proceeding accordingly. But there's something that you said I thought that was really interesting. Um, if there's a common theme that kind of keeps coming up for you, that means it's something to look at. And that's something to, I think, um, it's part of that unlearning of old programming that you, you were talking about when we started diving into this element of confidence. But I also think part of confidence has to be in some ways learning how to advocate for yourself. And I think part of that like self-advocacy is being able to turn the tide with respect to how you speak to yourself. And I'm curious mm -hmm. what you've seen for that too, because advocacy in all forms, whether you're advocating for yourself or advocating for others or a cause that you care about can often be challenging. And we can often, I think, have a lot of um, fear around that element of advocacy. So I'm curious what your what your thoughts are maybe with respect to this connection between confidence and, and self-advocacy in this way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's why I put these pillars together because mm -hmm. to your point of there is a lot of fear that comes up when we're doing something new or foreign or, you know, uncertain. And I think especially when you're really passionate about something, um, when you feel like, you know, you want to advocate for someone, something yourself, but it's new to you, you're like, well, I don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. And then that sense of fear comes up. And so that's why it's important to have those calm techniques to yeah. really stay grounded, right? And kind of calm that fear response down. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, it's important to make sure you're staying grounded because when you're in fear, like it messes everything up, right? You're like not able to think logically, you react, like you're just <clears throat> not being like the best self you can be. And so... Um, I think with self-advocacy, that's definitely something I think, you know, is so important for people to recognize. Um, I think a lot of times we've been trained again to look external. Um, and then this idea even of like, say in a relationship and you're like, well, you don't, I, I find that sometimes maybe you're not being, you know, I guess, in terms of communication, right? Maybe not sharing all of your thoughts or, you know, desires and things like that. And then mm -hmm. it's like, well, mm -hmm. you should be able to, you should know, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. no, like, you know, nobody can read your mind, right? And then, and then we kind of get into this like blaming cycle and stuff. And so I think it is, it's about really when you are confident, when you know your value, mm. right? I think that comes easily of like, well, of course, like I said, you know, I want to go eat Japanese food or like, you know, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Right. And, and I see this also from a health perspective, um, as I'm going to be sharing in my um, TED talk about how that I think a lot of times when patients um, go through health challenges, 
you know, you go see a doctor and then, you know, you, you kind of get some type of treatment and, um, you know, you might have other things you want to try or whatever, but maybe it's something that's not necessarily, um, part of, you know, that physician's prior experience or whatever. And then, um, they might not be able to recover as fast or whatever, all these things. And so I do think it's very important to just be your own best friend, be your own advocate and really pay attention to what's going on, right? Like if it's not working for you, it's not working. And to give yourself permission really to explore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So speaking of exploring, I know the third pillar is curiosity. So how does that one come into play? Yeah. So curiosity is really about finding the fun, the Mm. creativity, and connecting to your true self and wisdom. And I like to say that we all have our own gifts to share. But when you're disconnected with who you are, it's like you're walking in a maze blindfolded. Mm. You know, you're already lost. And on top of that, you can't see. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important to bring in that element of curiosity. You can do this through things like journaling, right? A lot of reflection um, and also doing the things that were really fun to you, especially as a child, like inner child play and, and, you know, all of that, which I'm sure with, you know, joy, you've seen so much of, right. So much of is tapping into that part of us that oftentimes we've kind of ignored for Yeah. It's so true because when you allow yourself to connect to what's fun for you and uh, you explore this element of curiosity and so much of what is fun for us as adults is actually what was fun for us as kids. If you think about like, what were you doing as a kid? Were you playing in the dirt? Were you running around the playground? Were you doing arts and crafts? Like, what did you love? Uh, Was it about being outside? Was it, you know, whatever? Think about those things. And there's something that you can do as an adult that really connects Uh, with that aspect of your inner child. I'll never forget. It was like summer 2020. Like we're in the height of like quarantine. And I was like, I think I'm going to start beading bracelets. And I ordered like all these beads and whatever. And I was like sitting on like the floor of my living room for hours beading and I had all these bracelets. And I was like, what was I doing? And then I realized as a kid, especially like when I would go to summer camp, like the craft hour was like my favorite. And I just started remembering all these things I used to do. And it just was such a fun way to spend my time. And it was so interesting too, because connecting to that element of fun of that joy for yourself is also such a beautiful opportunity to connect to a mindfulness practice for yourself in a different way. We often think of mindfulness as being journaling, sitting in meditation, breath work. It's actually part of it, in my opinion, is allowing yourself to sit in this space of fun and joy and curiosity. And the amount of like wisdom that comes from sitting in that space with yourself is so mindful. It's so meditative. And I think it can be really um, life-changing. Does that sound too dramatic? I think it's real though. (laughs) Like from the five years of doing this podcast and talking to so many people who have made, I think, that conscious choice to dive into what's fun for them and allow it to be their joy. Um, There's just, there's something really special, I think, about that. Yeah. I totally agree. And I think for me, my book is really 
a, I call it a self-help book that's based in mindfulness mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because all three pillars are very much connected and related. And I define mindfulness as paying attention to the present moment without judgment. Mm, beautiful. I mean, it I sounds simple, but if you break it down, like it's, it's not the judgment part. Yes. <laughs> the judgment part is what really gets you, but it's that a practice of, of staying present. And I know throughout the book, and you've shared so many wonderful tips and strategies with us over the last, I don't know how long we've been talking, but throughout this conversation. So I think it's just goes to show when you uh, connect with a method or a way for yourself that allows you to remain present, to really connect to that joy. And, and I think so much of it is about being mindful and really, um, reshaping so much of that programming that we've operated under for so long. So I'm so excited that you came on the podcast and we could share the book. And, um, I have just a couple of questions for you before we close, you know, I know that the book is like a mixture of like exercises and quotes and just um, it's so thought provoking and I'm curious if there's, um, a quote or, or an affirmation or something that you've held on to throughout your, your practice or, or throughout your journey of writing the book, um, that has really helped guide, guide you in, in this time. Oh my gosh. So many, <laughs> um, at the end of the book, I actually, cause uh, I start every chapter. Here's my book. Mm -hmm. um, yes. I start. I start every chapter with a quote, um, and at the very end, I have um, this page I call "Pearls of Wisdom" with mm -hmm. different um, quotes, you know, ideas and things that that I highlight. Um, I think that something that couple things that come up to me. Um, so. Number one is fear is not the same as danger. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's such a, um, such a helpful, important reminder. A lot of times when we get into fear, we feel like, oh my gosh, like we catastrophize. We feel like yeah. things are never going to work. That inner critic goes crazy. Imposter syndrome sets in like all these things, right? It's like a domino effect, mm -hmm. but um, I like to remind people that danger is like, you know, being eaten by a tiger, right? <laughs> something mm -hmm. that's going to kill you. Mm -hmm. But in today's world, a lot of the things that create fear um, don't lead to danger, right? You know, we're not going to die if we like don't get that raise or we, if we give feedback to our team member. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's really remembering that um that perspective and then knowing how to calm that fear response right so that it doesn't continue to block you and, and keep you stuck mm, I love that fear is not the same thing as danger and it's all about perspective all yeah. about perspective all right so I've got to ask you the question I ask everyone okay. uh, that comes on seek the joy podcast and uh, that is what is your biggest dream my biggest dream, huh? Um, well, I would, so I think for me, having all the medical training, that background, and overall, I really see myself as just like, I'm most passionate about wellness mm -hmm. and just helping people live a very balanced life with ease. And so I would really love to share 
all of the resources, the training and things in a way to as many people as possible so that they can be well, they can live their best life and to do it with ease, Mm -hmm. right? Because I think a lot of times we know that you can work super hard, you can hustle and do all the things, but that's really um, the surest way to burn out. Mm -hmm. And so it's, I think, um, empowering others, you know, to bring in different tools and techniques, make it their own, right? Because everyone's different. So the things you need are different. Like I always say, what works for me may not be what works for you, but I have so many different tools and techniques that I want you to try and to really integrate into your life Mm. so that you can be well. And Mm. I think that's so important because it's only when you're well, can you do your most important work in life, which is to share your gifts and to help make the world a better place. Mm. And become your own inspiring success story. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Okay. Thank you for this conversation. This was so fun. I so enjoyed it. Please share where everyone can find you, connect, learn more, buy the book, all of the good things. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm available on social media. My handle is at CindySciMD. And also feel free to visit my website, CindySciMD.com. I have a free guide. It's three ways. It's called the Create Your Own Calm Guide, Mm. where... You get three ways to end your overwhelm now. So you can get that at cindysimd.com forward slash calm, C-A-L-M. And then, yeah, feel free to check out my book. It's a bestseller. It's on, available on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. It's called So Much Better with life-changing strategies to develop calm, confidence, and curiosity to become your own inspiring success story. Perfect. Everything is going to go in the show notes. We will make it so easy for everyone to find you, connect, learn more and buy the book. And just thank you for this conversation. I think I've been trying to think like, what is my biggest takeaway from this? And I think ultimately it's about, you know, being mindful of the impact we want to have in the world. But in order to do so, you've got to take care of you first. And you've got to, I think, um, develop that sense of calm and so you can become more confident in who you are. And it's and you've got the tools already with, within you at your disposal. So thank you yeah. for that. This. this was so wonderful. This was wonderful. Thanks for having me. Seek the Joy podcast is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created, produced, and hosted by me, Sydney Weiss. You can tune into all of our episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're enjoying the show, hit follow and leave us a five-star rating and review. Make sure to join the community, join the conversation on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. And don't forget, you can actually watch today's new episode and all of our episodes on our brand new YouTube channel. Click that link in the show notes to subscribe and tune in. As always, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you right back here next week for another Seek the Joy Tuesday.